It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. We knew it was coming. Dalvin Cook is no longer a Minnesota Viking, but what led to the departure of the Vikes leading rusher like this? Also, an NBA draft prospect gives us an inside look at the process, and could Damian Lillard be a consolation prize for the Heat if they don't win the NBA title? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It was one of the worst kept secrets in the NFL that the Minnesota Vikings were looking to move on from Dalvin Cook. No trade. He will instead hit the open market. Joining me now from Locked On Vikings, Luke Braun and Luke Um, Let's start there with that decision because there were reports that the Vikings had some offers, albeit some kind of blah offers for Talvin Cook, but they are going to allow him to walk for nothing with the theoretical idea, I guess, being we're doing right by a player who has been a cornerstone of the franchise for the last six, seven years. What What is your take on their approach to doing it this way? I think that that's a fairly forgiving way to look at it. Here's where I, I think the the closest they got to actually striking a deal was before the draft with Miami. They got really, really close to a trade. I think once that one fell through, then it was pretty much writing on the wall. It was then reported that like right before the draft that the Vikings could cut Dalvin Cook. And I think on that, it sort of became, okay, nobody's going to give you anything real because we'll just take our chances in free agency. Um, and And I think that's all fine and then the vikings just sort of sat on it for a couple months to say "Eh, let's see if somebody calls uh and we'll wait you know we'll wait till post june when a bunch of teams have their cap situations change a little bit we'll see if anybody calls for about a week after that well here we are about a week into june all right didn't happen let's let's let him go but they were never going to to pay the full 14 million dollars that he was going to make if they just left his contract untouched um he was never going to agree to a pay cut that was established very early on. And if nobody else is going to come a calling, then all right, then I guess you're just going to get to pick your own team. I'm not sure I give the Vikings the credit of, oh, they were just like doing a nice thing for Dalvin Cook. I think this was just the way the situation played out. And hey, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Assess that decision for me with Dalvin Cook saying, I don't want to take a pay cut because we saw we've seen running backs, especially sure. in the last few years, say, okay, I signed this top-ish of market contract. I'll take a little less. We can cut it a little bit because I know if I hit the free agent market, I'm going to get nothing. Like, do you think this was a smart business move by Dalvin Cook? We sure will see. I I think the logic (laughs) is his base salary, I think was like 11, 10 and a half million or something like that. And that's what would have been cut down. Well, the salary or the the franchise tag for running backs was 10 and a half million. So I think the logic was, I think I can do better than the franchise tag because I'm a top five guy. And I mean, 
you try to tell Dalvin Cook he's not a top five guy, right? I, I'm sure he believes that in his bones. I'm sure his agent believes that his whole camp, right? And so that was the the logic. Um, becoming a free agent in June is going to depress that a little bit, and we'll see if Dalvin Cook is able to to get that amount of money from someone. You know, um, I would not be surprised if you were already weren't already on a plane to Miami. He's from Miami. He wants to play for Miami. He has been as vocal as one can be about that. I mean, he's his trainer's gone on podcasts. His, his agent has been vocal. He wants to be a dolphin. Everybody knows it. Um, so we'll see if the dolphins want him. If they, if those uh, two sides can work out a deal, that would be, I think where my eyes go next. If you're a, say a Dalvin cook fantasy owner. Um, but in terms of the money, I think that it's just, yeah, I think I can do better than what the franchise tag for running backs is. And we'll see if, if he is or isn't right about that, but that's the bet you take, right? You don't get to make that decision knowing how it plays out. The bigger question I think right now for the Minnesota Vikings is what do you want to be this year? They've moved on from some older expensive players. They traded Zadarius Smith. We get this report now that Daniel Hunter potentially on the trade block, Eric Kendricks out the door, Patrick Peterson out the door. Now Dalvin cook out the door. So who do they want to be this year? Luke? (laughs) They have commitment issues. I think is where I'm at on this. They (laughs) don't want to commit to anybody beyond 2024 really at all except there are a couple of contracts that Quasey inherited. But really, when you see a new GM yeah, come Justin in, Jefferson and we'll see. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, I would say Christian Derrissaw and we'll see. I think those guys okay, are yeah. in. And, you know, the the Harrison Smiths of the world, the Brian O'Neills of the world, the cornerstone players that why would you ever get rid of those guys? Um, those guys are players that can be part of whatever the Vikings are trying to build. But if you want to know, like, substantive substantively they're building an offense that i think is going to model closer to kyle shanahan's version of the wide zone than sean mcveigh's for whatever Mm. differences are interesting to you there um and defensively i mean they're doing the bill belichick brian flores amoeba cover zero blitz heavy thing that brian flores is known for um that makes a lot of those decisions make sense but it's also kind of natural i mean you cover the pack because you saw this when brian gutekunst came in with uh we've seen the bears do it now you don't keep the guys the old guy had (laughs) He got fired mm-hmm. over that roster. You go and bring in your own guys. So a, a lot less uh, leeway, unless you're a true superstar like Justin Jefferson, a lot less leeway for guys that you inherited that weren't your guys. But Quasi isn't doing the Ryan Poles version of this, where you just kind of cut everybody and it, it, it take whatever pain that comes with. He's trying to more smoothly transition things so you don't have a year where you're the laughing stock of the league, which the Bears are and might still be, uh, or were and might still be. They don't want to go through that. They want to more transition, more smoothly transition to whatever their next build is without, you know, becoming the team that nobody wants to show up to a game for in December because they've been out of the playoffs for a month. Stay up to date all year on the Minnesota Vikings by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Vikings on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, we get an inside look at the process for an NBA draft hopeful. Before we get to that, Bryce Young already being elevated by the Panthers. That's not a short joke, I swear. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500. I'm not great at math, but I think that that tracks. Back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to get a no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to who wins the NBA Finals. Game four of the NBA Finals has the Heat 
as home dogs again. FanDuel likes the Nuggets by three and a half over the Heat. It hasn't really mattered in the playoffs. Whoever you think is going to win, bet them to cover. They're going to cover. If they win, they cover. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Carolina Panthers have elevated rookie Bryce Young to the number one quarterback spot. Head coach Frank Reich said Thursday that this is the next step in the top pick of this year's draft, becoming the week one starter. Andy Dalton has been listed as the starter. Reich said the 5'10", do we really believe he's 5'10", 204 pound Young, do we really believe he's 204 pounds, will continue to get the first team reps during next week's three-day mandatory camp, and that Dalton will continue to work with the second team. When you have the number one overall pick, this is what happens. No one should be surprised by this. Defensive end Frank Clark agreed to a one-year deal with the Denver Broncos. Clark had been let go by the Kansas City Chiefs on March 1st. The Broncos had some room on the depth chart on the edge, given that linebacker Baron Browning, who had not participated in the on-field work in OTAs, recently underwent arthroscopic knee surgery to repair some cartilage damage, and Randy Gregory had an injury-marred season in 2022 that included a knee injury. Broncos coach Sean Payton has promised there will be churn on the team's roster, and plenty of it in the weeks ahead. Bucks forward Chris Middleton had a surgical procedure on his right knee after Milwaukee was upset in the first round by the eventual Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. This according to a new report. Middleton dealt with the injury with his right knee throughout the season, which he injured last season during the Bucks' first round playoff victory over the Chicago Bulls. The injury caused Middleton to miss all of Milwaukee's seven-game series loss to the Boston Celtics during the 2022 Eastern Conference semifinals. He then played only 33 regular season games this season because of a combination of issues, including his right knee and the recovery from a left wrist surgery he had last off season. Middleton has a player option for this offseason, so his future in Milwaukee very much up in the air. And on the diamond, the Tampa Bay Rays completed yet another sweep, this one against the Minnesota Twins. Yes, the Rays have done it again. They have swept yet another team. My name is Ulysses Sombrano, host of the Locked on Rays podcast. The Rays have swept the number one team in the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins, uh, with a walk-off included. And today, they resorted to Yanni Torinos, coming up from AAA, giving them a solid five and two-thirds uh, of really good baseball. Uh, Donnie should be a mainstay, hopefully, in the rotation now. And now the Rays are gonna go head-to-head with the other uh, juggernaut of the American League, the Texas Rangers, for a three-game series. For this and much more about your Tampa Bay Rays, who are the best team in MLB, catch Locked on Rays on any other podcast platform, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel today. Rays up. 
is another story you need to know. Locked on NBA big board host Rafael Barlow is one of the foremost experts of the NBA draft. He spoke with Arkansas guard Jordan Walsh on how he is preparing for the NBA draft. What are you looking to show teams that they may not know about you? Um, <clears throat> I really want to show them, you know, the ability that I was showcasing, you know, in high school and before college. You know, being able to make plays off the bounce, you know, simple plays, being able to facilitate a high level um, and being able to make open shots and create my own shot. Yeah, because I feel like you've been boxed in as this defender. And it, it's, I mean, you're athletic. You got like this ridiculous seven two wingspan. I personally feel, I mean, you don't have to like agree or disagree, but I personally feel like you did what you needed to do for Arkansas to win. You played this role as a defender. And you sacrifice your offers. I think the Arkansas team may have like five guys that are going to see NBA minutes at some point in time. And so do you feel like because of that, your offense has been like really, really overlooked? Um, yes, obviously I was in the role. Um, I could have obviously if I, you know, I could have done what I had to do to, to showcase it a little bit better. But, you know, being in the role that I was in, you know, I had, to, I had to do what I had to do to be on the court and be able to play, and so that's, that's what I did. So I want to talk about a game that – the Kansas game. Right. And you gained a lot of fans nationally in, in that game because it was a big game. It was the NCAA tournament, and you went against Jalen Wilson. And I'm right. sure it's a guy that you've faced over time. Was that part of knowing his game? Did that help you out a little bit as far as just the way you defended him? For sure. Seeing him seeing him in Dallas, you know, I'd seen him a couple of times, played against him a couple of times. So, you know, it kind of had a, a history and that know-how of, you know, what he does and what he likes to do. And that gave me a little bit of an advantage. That's that's what I thought. It's one of those things, if you if you know Dallas and you know how I mean it's a large city, but how small the basketball community is, then it's one of those things when I saw the matchup, I was like, and a couple of those guys really know each other. Let's talk about Dallas. So I think there's could be seven or eight guys from DFW that could be selected in this draft. In, in your opinion, like what's what's in the water in DFW? Why are there so many high level prospects coming out of the city? I mean, you know, Dallas is a real competitive city. Like I said, I, to me, I feel like it's the mecca of basketball right now. That's where all the talent is. That's where everybody's at. That's where they're producing the best players. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if you're going up in Dallas, that's a little, a little different about you, especially if, you know, you ranked high nationally. And if you ranked high in Texas, that, that comes with a different level of respect because you really had to earn it because you was in Texas. Yeah, I had Keontae George on. Your, your, your teammate, old teammate at Drive Nation, he said the same thing. And uh, I had told Keontae, he didn't know, but Kaysen knew because I, I used to film Kaysen's team when he played for the D1 shooters when they when he was like in fourth or fifth grade. What, I remember what, what team were you playing for at that time? I think I was on pro skills at the time. So you was you was on Kaysen's team there? Or not not pro uh this you said fourth grade. No, I wasn't uh, so he was on uh like I use D one shooters. I was on pretty sure I wanna say it was either pro skills or it was this team called the Gators. It was one of those two. Okay. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so Kaysen was D one. But I think pro skills at the time was called like Julius Randle Elite, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. So. so, like, do you feel like growing up in in Dallas has prepared you 
at least for like the, the NBA pre-draft process, because you're going to be going up against guys two on two, three on threes against guys that are high level players. Obviously you're fighting for NBA jobs, but do you feel like growing up in Dallas has prepared you for that type of competition? Uh, for sure. Because, you know, like I said, Dallas had the best competition. Dallas had the best players. And so, you know, to grow up there and play against those guys, you know, all the time, like me, the Mies, the AB, the Keontes, Cations, like to grow up and always be playing, and, you know, butting heads with those guys like that makes you better, makes him better. And, and then y'all become better for your future. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, Dallas is the place to be. Dallas is the place you want to compete at because that's where our town is. If you go there, you're going to get better and you're going to be seen for sure. Stay up to date all here on the NBA Draft by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On NBA Big Board on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, would you rather have a championship or a star player? The answer from a team playing for a championship. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Miami Heat overcame the eighth seed stigma and made it all the way to the NBA Finals. They're playing with house money, right? Well, what if they could have Damian Lillard if they don't win the title? Locked on Heat host Wes Goldberg and guest Rohan Nadkarni discuss whether they would want a championship or Lillard, and the answer may shock you. He's very close to Bam out of bio. They talk all the time. Um, he likes Jimmy Butler's game. I think most NBA players at that level do. Um, I don't. I, there, I get him wanting to play to Miami. Miami's a great place. We got Messi. Like stars are coming to Miami. You know it's happening. So. Um, I get it. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in Damian Lillard, even despite the salary numbers, just guys like him who open up your entire offense, just don't, and, and, you know, our, our playoff assassins just don't come around all that often. In terms of the question, would you rather have a championship or Damian Lillard? And this has been posed to many heat fans. Don't say it less. I kind of would rather I just have Damian. Oh Lillard. my god! Damian Lillard for the next four years to the championship this year. If you get Damian, we just discussed how much how transformational. I don't. I think if the no matter what happens in this series, I don't know how the Heat make the most out of whatever the rest of this thing is. This is two things. This is number one shenanigans. This this is like the old Family Guy skit. I love making this reference. A championship is a championship. But Damian Lillard could be anything. He could even be a championship. Like, this is not even a, a trip to the finals. We're talking about a title. A title. Come on. The Larry O'Brien Trophy in the case at your facility. You get to say the defending champion Miami Heat. That's incredible. Okay, okay. I get it. You want to be competitive every year. You want to have this 
star power is great. You want to have this long runway with Damian Lillard. You want to be competitive. Okay, I, I guess I get it. The other part of this is the Miami Heat have won titles recently. The LeBron James Heat won titles. And it's different if you are title starved. A team like, for example, the Milwaukee Bucks, when they won two years ago, when they hadn't won in 30 plus years, that's a different animal altogether. They're not trading a star for a title. They want the title. So it is a little bit of a privileged position for Heat fans to be going, yeah, I'd rather have the star power. I'd rather have the chance to win the title the next four or five years than win one title now and then wonder what happens next. If they had been waiting, if they were Knicks fans and it's 50 years since this team has been relevant, it's a different conversation. But that's not the case for the Miami Heat. And we all know star power in South Beach, it's hard to beat. And finally, Oklahoma's historic run through the softball season culminated with a 3-1 win over Florida State in a third straight national championship Thursday night. It was the Sooners' NCAA record 53rd consecutive victory. They became the first team to win back-to-back-to-back titles since UCLA in 1990. This is the Sooners' sixth championship in the last 10 years and seventh overall. That puts them behind only UCLA and Arizona all time. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, who is the most surprising player in this NBA Finals? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.